Hello everyone, welcome to Animation Nation. I am your host, Primetime here, here with the latest news on animation and pop culture. Hopefully everyone's having a wonderful day, no matter where around the world. We finally got some big, big news happening this week. So let's just start off with the first one, come from Variety.com, that apparently the drop of the trailer for the new Mario movie coming up next year which has fans a bit baffled over Chris Pratt's Mario voice, baffling baffling fans after listening to the quote-unquote holy shit is literally just Chris Pratt's voice, which I'll get more to it in my opinion. The trailer of the for the Universal Pictures and Illuminations, Nintendo's The Mario Bros. Movie, has been debuted, bringing with the first listen to Chris Pratt's voice of the titular plumber Mario. The actor told Variety that earlier this year that he was, quote-unquote, worked really closely with the directors to craft the perfect Mario voice, adding, We tried out a few things and landed on something that I'm pretty proud of. So what does Chris Pratt's Mario voice sound like? He only gets two brief lines in the dialogue of the trailer, which is, What is this place? And Mushroom Kingdom, here we come. But it was enough to send the social media into a craze and reactions for many people. Many users found Mario's, Mario's version of Chris or Chris Pratt's version of, Mario, of Mario's voice was similar to the actor's own speaking voice, which led to confusion, as actor previously told uh, tooted his voice as unlike anything fans have ever heard of. It's an animated voiceover narrative, according to Chris Pratt's set of Variety. It's not a live-action movie. I'm not gonna be wearing a plumber jumpsuit running all over. I'm providing the voice for an animated character, and it is updated and unlike and unlike anything you ever heard of in the, in the world of Mario. Just show the boys the Mario trailer. The Telegraph film critic Robbie Colden wrote, "The way they turned around and looked at me with when Chris Pratt's voice piped up is going to making me laugh for months." if not years. In addition to Chris Pratt, Mario, the Mario also stars Charlie Day as Luigi, Anya Taylor-Joy as Princess Peach, Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong, Jack Black as Bowser, Keaton-Michael Keegan Key as Toad, Fred Armisen as Cranky Kong, and Sebastian Marxilla as Spike. Nintendo partnered on the film Illumination, Entertainment, and the studio behind movies like Despicable Me, Minions, Sing, Sing as well as the Secret Life of Pets series. This Super Mario Bros. movie opens on theaters April 7th of next year. Now, throughout the throughout the article, I see a lot of people really complaining, including notable ones like Super Spark, one of the famous uh, animated YouTubers, doesn't doesn't prefer the the crisp voice, and so much more. Um, so. Obviously, yes, I, I, I watched the Mario trailer when it first came out, released on Nintendo's Direct for it. First impressions, I love it. The animation looks very good. The textures, the lighting, amazing. Bowser looks great. It looks very accurate, honestly. Very, very accurate. The Koopas look accurate. Kamaglu is accurate. I was surprised when he was facing the, the, the little penguins. And I instantly recognized, hey, it's those penguins from Mario 64. 
adds a that is a neat touch up. I like that one. Also, Bowser's floating castle is great. Honestly, I love the lava flow of it, as well as the ball of chains anchoring down next to the the snow castle, whatever ice castle, whatever they call it, is great. Mario, for me, he looks he doesn't look he doesn't look bad. It doesn't look that bad, honestly. I, I'm willing to accept that look of Mario. It is Illumination after all. They're putting their own spin on the character's taste and looks and for their own style. I would be I mean I would have it better with them instead of like DreamWorks style, he's just gonna look goofy. Um Disney style, though quite don't see that, but it's just gonna look weird. But I can see why they chose Illumination to go with that style, honestly. Um, <clears throat> I don't mind about that, especially when people are complaining about Mario's, Mario's, uh, keister, how he should be plumped or whatever, it's just a meme by itself. He doesn't like that bad, people don't like it, I love it, honestly, I don't, I don't mind how Mario look like that, honestly, po Toad looks pretty good, his voice is pretty good, Jack Black did like a perfect performance, perfect performance on Bowser, I love it. I love it. He did really well. I know. I see some people say that. Oh, he should have. He should have talked like this all the time. I could see why with the accuracy, but at the same time, if you're gonna have him talking like that all the time, it's just gonna be annoying. I mean, that voice for Jack Black provided was really, really good. I like it, especially the person who voices Kemak, the Koopa Wizard. That is really, really good. Um. Get to the elephant in the room, Chris Pratt as Mario. Um, I, it's been, as far as I know, two or three days since the trailer came out, and I saw the trailer like five times at this point. Um, weird, I know. Um, I would say, I mean. I, I, he's, I understand. As me, a person who plays Mario games, I'm not a fan of Mario. You know, I play the games time to time. We all play Mario games once in our lifetimes. And we all know what his voice sounds like, honestly. The typical the typical squeaky voice Italian plumber. You're like, let's go. Something like that, basically. He's more squeaky. More more, more like the typical cartoonish plumber. Simple as that. With Italian accent. And it is weird having Mario sound like Chris Pratt at this point. It is weird. I understand that. And a lot of people are saying, why can't they added the original Mario voice? You know, Charles Martinet. It's true. Here's the thing. There are two sides of the coin I saw. Where A, is it going to have Mario keep talking like that? It does not gonna have that much a bit of appealing, cause Mario hardly speaks. He either say a word, a short sentence, or at least like a sound of like Yahoo, ha, something like that. We hardly even talk, hear them like say at least a paragraph at all, honestly. As far as I know, I'm playing a lot of Mario games. When I used to Mario talk a lot, right? So. It might have like a, like some sort of like damaging effect to how we how we hear Mario if he talks, you know, constantly a lot. So that might be the reason why they chose to have Chris 
to have Chris Pratt talk into his own voice. I know people say these just these, these typical animated movies have like A-list celebrities. I understand that. Movies have A-list celebrities just to make the more bang in the bucks. But overall, it's just it's just um it's the way how Shigeru Miyamoto picks, I guess, because since he is the producer, he's a guy who's basically I want to say he's slightly in charge, but he's just there to monitor. You see everything seems pretty good so far. Um, the other side is that um, that maybe from what I witnessed, that he, the Marvel should have his, you know, should speak from his original voice. Because ever since the trailer came out after that, um, there's been clips around the French version of the Mario trailer. And the person who's doing the French voice actor for Mario, that sounds pretty, pretty good, honestly. Perfect. Like, the way he portrayed Mario is from that voice is that he, whoever this person is, he made it perfect. Like, it's not too much Mario, but it has a sense of you're able to hear him all the time throughout the movie. It's a perfect balance between iconic and not watering him down, so to speak. If you catch him, if you, you know what I mean. You don't want to hear Mario all the time when he talks, like in a paragraph or whatever, talks to a person. You want to have a sense of balance between between his voice and not get weirded out over time. So that I could kind of see that agreement with having at least having Mario to have his original voice, but try to like tone it a bit down a little bit. There is this one th- speculation I'm hearing is that. Um, that um the reason why they did well, the reason why Chris Pratt did that is because of uh obviously with Italian stereotypes. You know, the the typical mamma mia or whatever, blah blah blah, blah you know, it's all the typical Italian stereotypical speaking, you know, that they usually do. Um and you and they were speaking that okay, he's an Italian guy from Brooklyn, so they might as well go with a Brooklyn accent, so to speak. Like, hey, you know, buddy, you know what I do? Went to the sports or whatever. I'm walking here, you know, giving the pizza pie, whatever, you, you know, all that sort of slang. That is not bad, but if you count the the Super Mario Brothers move, Super Mario Brothers Super Show, <laughs> I mean, it wasn't bad of a show, but with Mario's voice, there is, I don't mind honestly about that voice, but. It doesn't seem fitting as the character we know as Mario, the squeaky voice. And you don't think that much from the, the animated show of Super Mario Brothers Super Show. You don't think that much of it. But when it comes to Luigi on that show, he does show up a bit of Italian accent. But not that much. But when it comes with Mario on that show, it's just typical Brooklyn accent, honestly. So if they got to go with that, I don't know how to feel about it, but... It's, you know, it's the way how they, the producers and the directors show it, honestly. And it's the way it is for me. What I think, I would say that they, if they're going to at least make the character iconic, everyone knows Mario, at least. Even if they haven't played the game, at least they know who the character is. At least heard the voice of the iconic plumber once. So... And he's tra- tried to make Chris Pratt voice Mario as a little bit of high pitch as possible. And you know, because not a lot of people have the, the perfect pitch voice. 
you know, they don't have the, the, the perfect voice for any character. And at least gave Chris Pratt a bit more training to his voice to make, at least make it sound like Mario. At, at least. But then, then there's the other side where, okay, if you want to don't want to deal with the Italian stereotypes, at least try to make the character, you know, sounding like Brooklynish, but at least he has a few aspects of Mario. Like let's see, let's go. So or maybe a little bit of Italian accent to that. So at least get a best of both worlds. At least try to do it with what the French guy did. Nailed the Mario voice, but not too much of it. Just turned out to make it perfect. At least do that, honestly. And and you got yourself a good Mario, honestly. But as of right now, it's just... I know, it's a bit grouchy. Everyone's saying that that's not Mario. That's basically Chris Pratt talking in a... Talking... Well, wearing in a suit of Mario. Okay, whatever. That That's on you, honestly. That's on you, but... Who knows? We only hear two... Dialogues. We haven't heard the full length of the, of the movie or whatever. At least the full trailer. This is just a teaser. Simply just a teaser. But who knows, honestly. But aside from Chris Pratt's performance, everything looks great. We love it. I get to see the clips of Luigi with the dry bones when he's escaping from them. It is that is amazing, amazing shot. Honestly, it's, I love it. I love it. Especially its expressions with with these characters is over the top. I'm glad that this Mario movie is going to be great. Hopefully, just just try to deal with the whole Chris Pratt situation with his voice. But but if you deal with that, or if that's just a piece of the thing that we haven't witnessed so far with the teaser. So, who knows? Who knows, honestly? For me, I'm excited to see this movie. Obviously, going to watch it. It looks really great. On April 7th, mark your calendars, 2023. April 7th will be the premiere of the Mario movie. If you don't count the 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 live action one back in the 90s. That one's terrible. I, never, I I only see a few clips from that one. It's not bad, but I'm pretty sure they lost creative control Sonar's way because I'm pretty sure they haven't played a Mario movie Mario game in their lives when creating that, I'm assuming. But overall Aside from that, I know they made a another Mar- they made a Mario movie in Japan back in the 80s. I saw that on YouTube. I saw the full thing. It wasn't that bad, honestly. But, you know, it's, it's what they have so far. So, yeah. Mark calendars. Mario Bros. movie at April 7th. Now, our next story for today comes from IGN.com that Cyberpunk... 2077 release of Cyberpunk franchise has been confirmed that they're gonna have a sequel or at least an upcoming game of the Cyberpunk franchise. A couple days ago around this week, CD Projekt Red has showcased its upcoming projects for its latest titles, including three new titles for the Witcher series and one one unnamed um, unnamed game that they're in the making of it, which is basically an original, another original IP, and an upcoming cyberpunk game called Cyberpunk Orion. Between the popularity of the Edge Runners, the anime, the anime series, and the, the improvements to these patches, as well as the milestone of having at least sold 20 million copies of the game, there's no doubt about the fact that CD Projekt Rig take a role-playing 
in the dark future, finally living up to much of his original promise. What we can expect didn't necessarily expect, however, was a CD Projekt Red would be so quickly to announce their plans to another installment of the, of the Cyberpunk series, which they haven't announced. Now, what can we learn from this from this from previous incidents from Mr. from the CD Projekt Red people, which is, and I quote that it seems they need to learn from their past to what they did to the previous franchise of Cyberpunk 2077 which is outrageously disappointed um, release many bugs, fits and glitches have been thrown around within the game which they, which this article has been um, showcasing the reasons what they should do when they learn their lesson with with Cyberpunk 2077. First one is don't announce or release too early. Which you guys should, but I don't blame you guys. Why? Because A, I know for a fact that, um, that the reason why they did that is because apparently shareholders in the stock were pressured and they want them to, like, to release it already to have their stock going up. B, I heard also heard there were reports that the um, the Polish government was actually supporting CD Projekt Red because they were hoping for the game be like at least at least a landmark to know to their country basically. Because if you have a country that's that small, so to speak, at least have something that are able to be recognized. And they see CD Projekt Red with the success of, of Witcher series. Hopefully they're able to see more profitable and being recognized with the CD Projekt Red game, which obviously, you know, it turns out it didn't work pretty well for them. So that's the sad part. So if you're going to release a game, and we should all know, please take your time with it. We don't need to have at least more bugs and glitches and face like at least one and a half years of, of updates of fixing bugs and whatever. At, at least take take your initial time seriously because this is the first blunder what CG Project Red has done so far now had Cyberpunk simply remained a cool sci-fi alternative to D&D for a few more years it may have been much easier for it to live up to its coming when it when it's ready tagline like I said please please just Take your time, finish the game, alright? Don't, don't do that ever again. It is oblivious or not that is black and white as what some would make it out to be as the game development is the is a complex and messy business. Especially true for his ambitious project that both had to adapt madness of a global pandemic during the final months and content with the expectations set by a fully runaway hype train hungry for regurgitating every every of the new information that have been given by fans and I'm not going to act like we're, that we on the press side of the industry are blameless here but that's on you IGN you guys do whatever you guys want instead of giving like 6 like 7 or 9 out of high rates of games just saying after all here I am writing here and you're doing your own thing but 
the point I want to want to say is that if you want to make a good game, take as much time you need. That's all I have to say. Come on, CG Project Red, just don't do the same thing as did as I did. The thing, another thing I want to point out is that um the if you're gonna have Cyberpunk be true to is what it came from, add Cyberpsychosis to Orion. Now, for those of you that haven't played um Cyberpunk, I just come I also just came back from a Cyberpunk role-playing session. Cyberpunk was a role-playing game. You guys didn't know, except from being a video game. Um Cyberpsychosis in the game is basically where if you have too many cosmetics, like too many cyberware, you start to go and get more basically crazy in the brain all the high tech you've been getting. And you're starting you you're starting to lose your humanity sort of way. You basically have no soul and just want to go crazy all up on all up on people's faces so far without any conscience or without any or even like, you know, stop and think of what you're doing. That's basically what cyberpsychosis is. And with Cyberpunk 2077, it didn't show that case of cyberpsychosis when you're getting implants to your character V. There has been theories of reasons why V didn't get cyberpsycho because one the main one was basically was he had he had a chip stuck into his spoiler by the way. He has a chip stuck into his brain and he has like two subconsciousness two subconsciousness. Him and and the guy in the chip, Johnny Silverhand. That was one of the main reasons why he didn't get Cyber Psycho. I don't know about that. But I'm just saying what I hear from people, honestly. But it would make sense if you have had added the Cyber Psycho within the game to make it true to the franchises. Especially what you did with Edge Runners. Edge Runners is a good example. It has showed many characters going through Cybercycle. One of my favorite characters who, sadly, um, uh, spoiler alert, sadly, um, uh, made their tragic, tragic end, but showcases their, their change from being normal to going on crazy. Going through like a big rampage and it shows the greater effects of getting too much cosmetics. And... And don't be afraid of adding that, honestly. Give the players at least a consequence of getting too much, too much of cosmetics, honestly. Because if you don't, then you're just going to be looking a world-powered freak without, without suffering any any lessons or consequences of putting too much cybernetic thing around your body. And that's the thing. Another thing that the article mentioned is crank up the weird, meaning that at least add, like, some things to make the, character, make the universe more... Where, where you need it, like wacky, so there's darkness, weirdness. I would say that the video game, it, it is weird. It is weird. I see homeless people, you know, vomit when they're, when they're wearing their VR headsets. I see other times where, like, some like, fat dude was, like, he's just, like, sitting on, sitting on, like, on a pole or something like that. I don't know if that was a glitch, but this looks really weird. There's some crazy stuff in Cyberpunk that I think is, you know, still up, still matched to its original counterpart of the, um, of its, of its tabletop roleplaying, as far as I played it. Um, 
think one thing I kind of do have a complaint, at least I want to add it to the game, is that I know, I know flying cars is a no, I'm just saying, but at least, at least have it at least like limiting to it, at least like a hover car. It's not flying, it's just hovering above the ground, honestly, to make it a bit more futuristically. I mean, having, having like layers of like, of like more layers of panels on top of your, on top of your, uh, your window to make it reflect that you're seeing the road. It's not bad, but like, at least make it a bit more futuristic, so to speak, so you can have like an actual cyberpunk in a post-apocalyptic, post-apocalyptic cybernetic world. And, and one thing I kind of want to see it is at least have the character join, like, at least factions. So for you have many gangs in the, in the Cyberpunk universe, you just have the character choose what, what gangs they want to join instead of just having it like a linear road of, oh, you either choose this one, this one, or this one to get the good ending or whatever. It's not bad, but... At least have them make them part of what game they should join instead of having it be just like they could join rogues, they could join Panams, they could join Arasaka, whatever they, to compete this stuff. But no, join us like more games, honestly. There's all more games in Cyberpunk universe, and I've been keeping up with the lore. I never thought of looking into the lore of Cyberpunk until like once I finished Edge Runners and finished the game for the second time. So I look into the lore, and it's pretty good, honestly. There's lots of things that is missing in the in the game. There's not been implemented that much in the in the tabletop role playing game that it came from. So aside from that, I would say also when it comes to the story, the story seems interesting but sometimes it gets a bit stale over time like the only thing that seems pretty good is when you have johnny silverhand on all times honestly it makes it more fun everything else is uh, like a hit or miss so far especially with the dexter part the dext where you know be potato kills you and you survive whatever and it's just you know in and out honestly the main thing you mean the basically the meaning bones is just johnny silverhand of all things, but if you're gonna make a sequel to that, at least having it make it to your own actual character. And and make it like your own, like not having it like no dialogue, so to speak, kinda like follow, but at least having it more experience of this is your own character instead of having it already established established like its personality, its voice and its name that would have been established, like V V V. You can, the character literally is a, 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 a letter. V. But it's whatever. It's whatever. But overall, I'm excited for this. I'm excited for a CD Project Red's upcoming Cyberpunk game. I can't wait for it. I haven't played the Witcher series. I'm apolog- I apologize for that, but I may play it soon. But you know, they, may, they say they got to make two more titles for the game, so... I'm excited for this cyberpunk project. Hopefully, they sh- hopefully they should not mess up again. Please take your time. Take your time. Don't mess up. Who cares what the stockbrokers are saying? Just ignore them. Fuck them. Whatever. 
just focus on what you're doing and make it great. Because the anime, and I'm be honest with you, the anime and the big up that you just released gave it a big boost on sales. And everyone started loving to play the game, including myself. So take your time and be as least perfect as possible with it. Now, our last story for today comes from again IGN.com about HBO Max is teaming up with the person by the name of Mindy Kaling on the mature original story for Velma and as well as the Scooby-Doo game from the first upcoming series of Velma which shows a sneak peek on this year's New York Comic Con. The preview was a full of, of of grisly murder and profanity and some and some but some like butt jokes. While the HBO Max hasn't shared the preview as preview online, IGN was attending the the games. Well, apparently they did. Honestly, I don't know what you're talking about. But anyways, they showcased a lot. What the trailer has been offered to, as well as concept art of the upcoming new reimagined character designs for the original crew. This include Glenn Hardworth, Consult Wu, and Sam Richardson providing the voices of the voices of the Scooby-Doo gang. Now, here's what I want to say. Here's a showcase of the new designs for the character crew, and um, people were not happy because apparently, from what we heard that they're not going to feature Scooby in this in this um, in this series and I know he's obviously not called Scooby-Doo and Velma it's called just Velma if that makes sense preview begins with the girls locker room which is a which which where together when it falls when it falls body out of one of the lockers the corpse turns out to be another student named named Brenda, who is missing her brain. The mysteries finds about Brenda's killer will will unite the crime-loving Velma, Daphne, who was Brenda's ex-best friends, Daphne's parents who are cops, interrogating the two girls and give Velma 24 hours to solve the murder. Fred, voiced by Glenn Harton, is also introduced as a vain individual who has has disease where has a disease where he can't Recognize people who aren't hot. That's interesting, but okay. He is apparently dating Daphne, but Brenda has a plan B in case she was too clingy. Shaggy, which which voiced by Sam Richardson, appears appears last as a friend with a crush on Velma. Later joins the investigation investigation to help clear Velma's name. And yes, Shaggy does appear a bit bit of a stoner in this version. Well, according to this version, apparently Shaggy is not named Shaggy. He's just named Norville. I'm just saying, he's not named Shaggy, it's just Norville. While the gang requests to find find Brenda's killer leads to the sketchy drug dealers, this Dismembered body parts and forbidden romances. This centrally appears to be a mature take on the Scooby Doo game, leaning towards the animated, although animated comedies. 
and then the original cartoons. During the panel, following the preview of the moderator, says definitely that the show is not for kids, obviously, and that is closer to the show's the show's Kelling and the showrunner Charlie Grundy love Rick and Morty and Harley Quinn. Just the latest renovation of Velma in the recent times, following the character coming out as lesbian in a recent, in a recent movie, Untitled HBO Max series. That was also another thing. I saw a clip of me. It has great animation. I don't know what to feel about Velma being lesbian. No, I'm, I'm okay with that, honestly. But I don't mind. About it doesn't change the character that much. But... Um, it's not bad. Velma series is not bad. I have a few complaints. Um, first of all, Shaggy. Shaggy's name. He changes to Norville. I understand if if that's Shaggy's original name, but not a lot of people are going to notice that's Shaggy's original name. Because we all know Shaggy, his name, Shaggy, or Shagsworth, whatever. Everyone knows Shaggy. They all don't know who in the hell is Norsville, honestly. A lot of people are complaining is, is um, with Shaggy being, or Norville, if this is going to be a new character or not, which according to, it's to Shaggy is, he, he basically just changed his skin to basically being black. I don't mind about that as long as he has the same personality as Shaggy, which, which again, it should have the same personality as Shaggy. Um, I don't know how to feel when it comes to, like, him having a crush on Velma, honestly. The way, the way I remember Scooby-Doo is I don't see him having a crush on Velma. I just mostly see, like, remember, like, Velma trying to get with Shaggy or these two already been a couple, so to speak. I don't really see Shaggy as being more lustful for Velma when it comes to having a crush. It's just... I don't think it's going to work for the character, in my opinion. I just mostly see him as like a goofy, wacky character. Like, hey, dude, I just I just, I just, just made myself a triple dicker sandwich. Or something like that. Or, oh, I don't know, Scoob. Or, I don't want to go inside this creepy shit. Come on, man. Can't we just go to the amusement park or whatever? I'm just trying to see what I think. I'm assuming Shaggy might see or something like that. But, you know, and he's being in the aspects of this hippie character who... Thanks eating sandwiches and spend time with his dog, which is a, which is another problem was that Scooby is not there, obviously. There was one reason why people were saying that is because some people say it's because if you have Scooby, the show is not gonna be adult rated. Um I mean, I could kind of see that. Like, Scooby is mostly iconic for, like, his, again, with, like, Shaggy, his goofy hijinks and his voice. When it comes to just not having Scooby with Shaggy, Shaggy is just, you know, typical goofy know-it-all, but it's better if you have a dynamic between him and Shaggy. Unless it's, like, before Shaggy met Scooby. Because I see many iterations that I see that comes to like Shaggy before he, before he met Scooby, so to speak. And I don't think I'm gonna, not gonna tease that that well. That's gonna be the long run of how Shaggy meets Scooby. Not gonna, there's, there's no official way of, of seeing how they actually met, as far as I know. But 
They'll have Scooby in this game. He's just going to feel weird. He's basically, he's basically the icon of the series. Um, aside from that, um, Fred is another thing that I have a complaint because having a, a, a vain individual who has a disease where he can't recognize people who are hot. I get it, that's a comedic effect, but he just feels like he's being forced, so to speak. Just to make it like at least a quick goofy hygiene. So like, haha, he doesn't find you hot or whatever. But it's not just disease, it's just taste. I'm just saying. It just seems lazy, honestly, adding that. I just don't get it. Um, aside from that, uh, the designs of them, I would say they look um, different from each other. They all look like they came from like a different show. Especially compared to Fred with Daphne and, and Norville. They all, look, they all look different, but I don't know what to see what they're getting with this new series. Um, I saw the trailer for it. Um, it's not bad. I just personally, when it comes to humor, I don't like meta humor all the time. When all the time, wait, well, not all the time. Sometimes, you, if you want to get it just to give a ride with people, so it's just meh. I don't like it. There's other exceptions that comes up meta humor. For example, Deadpool. Deadpool has good meta humor, so to speak, because the character, the character's aware that he is a fictional character. And he is aware that there's there's basically people watching him or experiencing what he's doing so far. And he knows what the audience is saying. That's just Deadpool. When it comes to Velma making meta humor, like, oh, you can't just change the character because he's already iconic. Why need to change more and whatever and just throwing shade at the people who are just complaining about it? Nice shot, but at the same time, it's just it's a lazy, it's a lazy quick shot. Honestly, and I, I really don't like that. Doesn't really fit that much of a of, of Velma's character. I know sometimes she's come out as sassy, so to speak, but at the same time, I really don't see that feeding to the character so far. I know we want to give a character much more personality and character to it. I understand, but at least make the personality character seems seems right with the people when it comes to like. Make it more, make the character seem as lovable instead of being like a one shot of like hitting people, whatever, just the thing with their takes and whatever. But I watch this, um, I'll give it a few episodes. If I like it, I'll stick around. If I don't, then I'm not gonna like it, honestly. But who knows? They haven't released any date for that, but I'm just saying, um, you just have to wait to see how it is on this new film series. So, may like it or may not but who knows just one trailer and a few examples of the other characters but my only complaint is is that it's just me he could add Scooby I'm just saying now that's it for today's episode everyone hope you guys like today's episode so far please guys follow our pod make sure follow our um, our twitter account that's animation ninety ten. I'm reaching like 10 over there for on Twitter, so you guys get more updates over there. I usually do this every Saturday or Sunday, depending on how much information we have so far throughout the week. So, this is Animation Nation. 
I'm your host, Primetime here. Hopefully, I get to see you guys next week. So, have a wonderful day and stay safe. Goodbye.